You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikenna Okeke of the Father's Church. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill your purpose and live that life that God originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. In Luke 22, verse 39, I'll read it to 46. This is where our Lord Jesus Christ was praying to the Father. And the Bible says, Coming out, he went to the Mount of Olives as he was accustomed, and his disciples also followed him. When he came to the place, he said to them, Pray that you may not enter into temptation. This answers all the questions we've been asking, you know, from Sunday, the interpretation. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's throw. And he knelt down and prayed again, saying, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Then an angel appeared to him from heaven, strengthening him. And being in agony, he did what? He prayed more earnestly. Then his sweat became like great drops of blood, falling down to the ground. When he rose from prayer... And had come to his disciples, he found them sleeping from sorrow. And he said to them, why do you sleep? Rise and pray, lest you do what? Enter into temptation. So we share Lord Jesus Christ here before a very pivotal time in his life and in his ministry and in his assignment. What did he do? He went to the Lord in prayer. And his prayer was, let him not, you know, see this temptation. He says, that he will not do what? Fail in this temptation. One of the things you and I must learn to pray as Christians is pray this prayer where, Lord, today as I step out, let me not fail any temptation. I mentioned on Sunday how some people give the interpretation or bring the doctrine that if you pray well, challenges won't come your way. But I want to ask anybody who for some time or some days have actually thought you prayed well. Haven't you noticed that it's those very days that trouble says to you, have you finished praying? Have you realized that? Because there is no correlation. What prayer should do for you and I is that we will not enter. The arrival and delivery of temptation has nothing to do with your prayer. Go and read the Bible. What prayer didn't Job pray before his temptation started? Was he involved in the conversation, in the, the, the disbursement of the temptation? Was he the, there are some things that are settled in heaven. So it says trials will come. So your own is to pray so that when it comes, what do you do? You jump and pass. But woe betide the person who doesn't pray because trial is coming. Then trial will now eat you. So we pray because somebody might be wondering, so why am I praying? I was telling someone recently, I said part of the problems we have is that we have African traditional religious background. And in that background, when you go to the native doctor, he protects you. Isn't it? Isn't it? Nobody goes to the native doctor for instruction. They go for protection. Either for protection or for help to harm the enemy. No family goes to the native doctor and say, teach me how to raise my child. No businessman goes to the and say, teach me how to do. Isn't it? And now when they go to, they are asking for superior help. Isn't it? Against either their enemies or to protect. That's what people go to native doctors. That's the background of African traditional religion. Now, do you know Christianity is the total opposite? When you come to God, you don't ask him. Already he has a, your enemy is his enemy. 
he says if god be for us what who can be so when you come to christianity when you come to church you know what you should learn you learn to be for god so the pastor is not an afa or a, a, a dba that will give you chalk that when you go home you mark it like this which is what many people want and i even using a, what they call goya oil because it's not anointing oil they're using it as something they've collected from the afar or dba but that's not what christian christianity teaches you it says your life is hidden christ and christ in god he said the name of the lord is a strong tower the righteous run into it and they are saved that's what christian christianity is to keep you in him that's what you come to church to learn so if i like if you're working in god if whoever like curses you from today to tomorrow it will not come it costs costless it will not allow the same way if the person blows on you you might just feel better but by the time you get out experience will tell you that he has blown nonsense then you come again with bigger offering your blessing is in your location when you are in him you're blessed it says in this world you will have tribulation but in me in me there are two locations are you in the world are you in me we come to him so that we we'll keep hiding ourselves in him we keep putting us that's what it's about it's not about coming to no 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 when we're in him he already has his world worked out he has no gray areas amen so our lord jesus here said to us and established a pattern when he had done praying for himself he came he saw the disciples and they were weak from sorrow and he said to them when you're sorrowful this is a very important point it's not the time to say you're weak it's the time to pray because like the medical doctors will tell you your immune system is low then your body is exposed easily will pick up any disease the same way when you're sorrowful it's easier to fall into temptation so when you're sorrowful when something already is affecting your mood when something already is affecting your thinking it's not a time to say let me just watch uh, uh, what was it called z word now that is putting perfume to say to the enemy come and visit me it's a time to get up and pray not knowing what you're praying about if you just get up and you're saying jesus you are lord jesus you are lord you see what will happen is that strength will come because that sorrow is trying to weaken you i think it's right that when they want to bite you they will blow they'll blow you just feel very the place will be feeling good okay so it's a, it's a pray that you do not enter so how do we overcome temptations people of god by the place of prayer by the place we don't avoid it but we overcome it very important because if you're saying ah it shouldn't have come then you've already lost ground but you say okay i knew this was coming i knew something like this was coming and then you can immediately connect with heaven what should i do in this situation praise the lord somebody so we find that in scripture and if you come with me now we'll go to romans 8 and read from verse 35 we'll begin to see something that is very interesting there as well romans 8 verse 35 it's a passage that we also you know are conversant with it says who shall separate us from the love of christ shall what tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword as it is written for your sake we are killed all day long we are counted as sheep for the slaughter yet what let's read this together verse 37 yet in all these things we are what more than conquerors through him who loved us 
Let's read it and address it to ourselves. Yet in all these things, I am more than a conqueror through him who loved me. 38 says, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be what? Able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. New Living Translation of 35. Okay, let's read together everybody. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? Let's stop there. It's a question. What do you answer to this? This is in the Bible, isn't it? Is it not in the Bible? How many of us then are often wondering, where have I gone wrong? Why? He says, it's not an indication of love or no love when these things happen. Let's continue. 36. As the scriptures say, for your sake we are what? Killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. 37. Let's go on. No, despite all these things, what is that? Overwhelming victory is what? Us through Christ who loved us. Let's read the last one now. And I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. And we say amen. We say amen. amen. Now you know what? You know the Bible says, and the word became flesh. These are scriptures that you read and you pray it. Lord, let this scripture be fulfilled in my life. Let me have the strength. You see, you can't dodge scripture. Are you with me? You can't dodge it. I like that part that says 37. Let's see what it says. Despite all these things. Yet in all these things, he says what? We are more than conquerors. Let's see the NLT. He said we are victorious. Of our, let's see how he put it. Despite all these things, what? Overwhelming victory is ours. Now, pause here. The question I should ask is this. If I'm being persecuted, I'm experiencing nakedness or famine, how can I be saying I have victory? Isn't it? Isn't that the issue? Because victory should have been somebody praise the Lord. Eh? I got it. I received it. I claimed it. It fell down. Isn't it what we call victory? Okay. Let's put that. Just keep a page there. Let's go and see what the enemy does. The job of the enemy. A few weeks back, we learned that Satan, that God made Satan, and that yes, he he gives God pleasure. <laughs> It's not me that said it's the Bible. For all things were made by him and all things what? Exist for his pleasure. So Satan exists for his pleasure. Let's see something in Revelation 12. I pray the Holy Spirit will help us, give us words to interpret spiritual things in Jesus' name. The Bible in verse 10 of this passage says something there. It says, Then I heard a loud voice in heaven. Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. For... The accuser of our brethren, who accused them before our God 
day and night has been what? Cast down. 11, let's read 11. And they, these brethren, overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives unto death. Praise the Lord. Now, I want to ask you a question. If Satan is the one who kills, is the one who makes us poor, like many people, is the one who takes us, yes, he's the agent, okay? If he's the one who does all these things, if I can kill you, what's my business accusing you? He's called in that verse 10, go back to verse 10, he's called the accuser, the accuser of the brethren, who accuses them how many times? Day and night. It means the devil is every day accusing you. For someone to accuse you, who is he accusing you to in the first place? To a junior authority or to a superior authority? To a superior authority, isn't it? For someone to accuse you, if you've had children or you also have, you know, grown up in a family, you know that oftentimes the only thing you can do against your big brother is accuse. Because if you get angry, he will beat you. If he gets angry, he will beat you. So the only thing you can do is run to someone who is superior, isn't it? Now, if Satan can harm us like Romans 8 said, all the things that he can do, why is he still accusing us? Ask yourself that question. Give me an answer if you have. You know why he's accusing us? He has no power over what really matters concerning us. So his ultimate goal is not that I'm poor. His ultimate goal is not that I'm sick. His ultimate goal is not even that I die. His ultimate goal is not that I'm locked up. No, that's not his ultimate goal. You know, we read Bible. I don't understand the, the way people interpret this Bible. Paul the Apostle, the great, after our Lord Jesus Christ, one of the most anointed people, he spent most of his born-again life in prison. When people teach you this success Christianity, ask them, who is the example? Who is the example? They make you feel that if you're not riding on top, if you're not visiting Sorok and flying jets, there's nothing wrong with all those things. If you're not flying jets and flowing with the big people of the not that you're ministering to them, then you're not successful. Which Bible are they reading? Paul was writing his letters, comfortable in detention, still with an infirmity. Timothy, the faithful son, was with an infirmity. But like I told you on Sunday, this infirmity should not hinder your ministry. That's the test. I say, what is testimony? Testimony is your proof after everything has done. What is your statement? If somebody is sick as a Christian and serves God more than somebody who has six-pack and perfect uh, medical records, who is now sick? Cobham's is blind. He's blessing us with his talent. There are some people who can see, who can jump, who can somersault, who have the same talent. They have not blessed anybody. Who is blind now? Okay, let's go back to the accuser. He said he accuses us then. Why will I accuse somebody I can beat? Why will I accuse someone I have power over? Why will I accuse someone I've killed? You know why? All those things, let's go back to Romans. All those things they lifted there is not the attack. If you can bring persecution, tribulation, distress, famine, nakedness, sword, peril, and all of that, if he can do all of that, why is he still accusing me? We have a saying that women, their own is talk, talk, Abby. Men is action. If the woman, if you see a wife that beats the husband, she doesn't talk. You know this thing we complain. Wives keep quiet. When you see the one that is a woman that is beating, is the man that will be talking. Do you know what's on my own? This, I don't know. Talking is the second option when you can't physically do it. 
So why is Satan talking, talking, accusing us? Why is that his job? Simple, sans and mad. He has no power over your treasure. Our Lord Jesus Christ said, I will show you whom to fear. The one that can, what? After he destroys the body, he'll destroy the soul. Your soul is your treasure. That's your precious possession. That's what is in contention as a believer. It's not your flesh. If not, let me tell you, people, you people will just ponder some things and ask the Holy Spirit. If not, when somebody comes out for altar call, if he's a man, if he comes out for altar call, immediately six pack. If he came in trekking, immediately they'll, you know, they'll bless him with Rolls Royce. Isn't that? But when you come, your soul is saved. A place is reserved for you in heaven. You become amongst the sons of God. Already your royalty. You might still go back crawling, but something has happened. You're no longer living in the same level. That's what Christianity is about. So Satan can touch any other thing. Why do you think that after all his hits on Job, there was one thing they were looking for. You know what they were looking for? They said to Job, using the mouth of the wife, we don't blame her. Many times the devil has succeeded in. They said to Job, cause God and die. You know why? Of all the things that happened to Job, None of them could he bring a strong accusation against him. Can you accuse a man that his children died? What is sin in that? For to us it is sin because we don't have understanding. Can you accuse a man that his business went down? What is sin in that? But he said, curse God. That's what he can make a strong accusation with. That's what he's fighting for. He's fighting so that you respond in a way that when he says what you did in heaven, the angels will cover their faces. But as long as you're responding here in a way that the angels are praising and shouting, he still can, hasn't hurt you. After all he did, he went back and said to God, can I do more, please? They say, go and do. After that, did you hear him again? He had no case. Job was still with souls. Did you see the devil clapping that Job was sick? That's not what he's looking for. Did you see the devil clapping that Job was in the ashes? That's not what, he's looking for Job to curse God. The only thing he wants you to miss is heaven. You know, people say I talk too much about heaven. What else should I talk about? What else, what else really matters? Is it car? What else should we talk about? That's the only thing the devil is after. He wants to steal your testimony. Either your place in heaven or your reward in heaven. The one who accuses, what's he accusing? He's bringing the report of your life and saying to heaven, this one is not worthy. This one is denying you. Look at, hear what he said. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. He's fighting. He's fighting so that he can have something to say. Not how you look. Not how you live. That means nothing. Just so that he can say. You know, so some of us will not think that when the person has money, he has broken through. No. Having money is not evidence of breaking through. How did you get the money? What is the devil saying about? Don't forget that the devil said to Jesus, Hey, son of God, I'm not really interested in all this wealth. You see the kingdoms of the world and all the glory? I'm not really interested. Just bow and serve me. I'll give you all. He's not interested in anything. He's looking for something after this world. He himself believes the scriptures. The Bible, Peter telling us, since all these things will be burned, what manner of persons ought you to be? So he knows scripture also. 
Praise the Lord. I'll show you another place in the Bible that will help us. Let me just mention this in passing. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3. As good soldiers, beautiful. In the scriptures, we are referred to as so many things. We are the bride of Christ. We are all of that. But we are also soldiers. Imagine a soldier who likes comfort. Just imagine it. A soldier who loves comfort. It's impossible to put together, right? <laughs> it's impossible to. The same way, our attitude concerns. Now, listen, God is a good God. Praise the Lord. And God is a blesser. But you see, don't misunderstand the way the game is played. Like we also mentioned here that some things that I've mentioned. Joseph, you know, 17 years, he was taken to Egypt. 30 years, he became prime minister. After 13 years, did you hear him suffer again? He had no prayer point. His blessing was enough for a whole nation. The same way when God blesses you. Do you understand? All this encouragement is that you pass the test. Everywhere I present myself today now, I can introduce myself as, you know, why don't accountants take title? Chartered accountant, he can no cake. I can introduce myself. You know why? I passed an exam almost uh, 30 years ago. The same way with God. When you pass this exam, you will be swimming in the glory. Why do you want to fail it? Do you understand? It's not as if it's perpetual. So no, you, like a brother, you pass the exam, you overcome it. They'll put the reward for you. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Let's try and round up. Come with me to Ephesians 6. Ephesians chapter 6. So we see the accuser. <laughs> the devil is an accuser. That's the main thing he's looking for. And that's why our Lord Jesus Christ is what? Our advocate. So he's accusing Jesus is what? Defending. But cooperate with him. Tell your neighbor, cooperate with Jesus. Make his work easy for him. Ephesians 6. Ephesians 6 from verse 10 is a place you also know very well. It says, um, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his mind. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers, against the rulers of darkness, of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. It says, therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand therefore, having gathered your waist with fruit, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, and above all, taking the shield of faith, with which you'll be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. 18, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Now, I want you to look at verse 19 and 20. Paul, having said all of this, and say, as, and for me, that what should be given to me, that utterance may be given to me, that what may happen, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. The devil wants you to speak as you ought not to speak. All that temptation is to affect your judgment. It's not your feeling. To affect your judgment. All of the trial is for you to say, I don't know what God is doing. All that trial is to say, I'm no longer doing do you know some people that have said that already? All that trial 
you know, all that coming of age is to say, eh, yes, before I believed in uh, uh, sex outside of marriage is sin, but this one I disagree. I'm going to get myself. Somebody must answer my name. All of that is to change your judgment. And that is when now the accuser can present your case and say to God, look at it. This one is not worthy. But God will strengthen us. The million dollar question, what the enemy wants, is for you and I to judge God wrongly. That's why the Bible tells us, um, Sarah, Sarah, Hebrews 11, 11, it says she did what? Judged God faithful. Imagine a woman, you know, we often emphasize on Abraham, but let me, I want you to help me tonight to see Sarah. Abraham at um, 85, it was 85, he had Ishmael, right? 85, I think it's 85. Sarah and Abraham had been married and she couldn't get pregnant. Now, let's forget the mistake she made. She gives Abraham Hagar. And um, you know what her temptation was? In fact, Abraham, you and this your promise. Go. I'm returning to my father's house. I don't know what you're doing. But here she was. Hagar got pregnant by her husband. Which meant in today's history, the fault is with Sarah. But the Bible says, this same woman still did not say God was unfair. Which woman? Don't even think about it, please. I don't want to make you, I don't want to lose you tonight. But don't think about it. Something that I know women have grade one in jealousy. In fact, grade zero, if there is grade zero. But Sarah still, in spite of all of that, when you checked her attitude towards God, she said, say, God is good. That's what the temptation is after. So that in the innermost, deepest part of your heart, you will have oath against God. That's what the enemy is going for. It's not about how much is in your hands. About how many people are following you. It's about your judgment of God. That's why the apostle Paul can, after he has told us all the warfare to do, he said, please pray for me that I speak as I ought. Pray for me that I behave like I ought. As a single, that I behave as I ought. That's a marriage, as, as a businessman. As, let me behave. How, how ought I behave as a Christian? How does a Christian behave? Blessed and highly favored. Whether in prison or in the palace. That pray for me that utterance, that what I say will never contradict the goodness of God. No matter what is happening in my experience. That's the attack. Now, why is that so? Because when the devil is doing what he is to you, everybody around you will be saying that. But you see, it doesn't matter what they say. What they're looking for is what do you say? Praise the Lord. What do you say? So Sarah judged God faithful. What about Joseph? Joseph was abandoned, unquote, you know. His brother sold him. He became a slave. And he was working hard, I believe, every year, asking the father, the, the boss, can I go home for Christmas? You know, like our Cardinal people and some of our people. And then when they go home, they'll never come back, you know. So every year, he'll work so hard and ask, please, can I travel for Christmas? So that because of his good service, the boss can release him and then he'll go home and never come back. But the man never agreed. So the man was not nice to him. God was not nice to him. And then this woman comes, tempting him. And of all the people to consider, he considered the man and he considered God. He said, these two people, I can't offend them. That is temptation. 
Temptation wants to bring you in a place where you will justify yourself in offending God and offending man. Some people say, why, why won't I steal from my office? Do you know how much they pay me? You are falling into the temptation. Why won't I do this? Do you know how, what they've done to me? That's where they want you to go. When the temptation came, Joseph could have said, finally, Potiphar, monkey the work since Babundi chop. Make I follow you chop. But he didn't say that. He didn't fall into the temptation. He didn't say to God, yeah, yeah, serves you right. See what I've got. No, he said, I can't do this thing. It was his judgment. That's what the enemy is looking for. It's not, of the th- it's not what we can count that he's looking for. He's looking for testimony. What is your judgment? Have I converted a believer to an unbeliever? Have I converted a lover of God to a hater of God? Have I succeeded in pulling them back? That's what Romans was telling. Can any of these things separate us from the love? Can it get to the point where we are saying God doesn't love us and we don't love him? We are not interested. That's what it's about. It's not about the physical pain. It's not about all of those. God in his mercy will not allow anyone here be tempted beyond what he can bear. In the name of Jesus. That's his promise. He says he will make a way. Praise the Lord. He promised to make a way. However, in the process, are you holding on? So the Bible says, hold fast to your confession. That's it. Hold fast to your confession. From the first day you began, what were you saying about God? After 15 years, are you still saying the same thing? Husband and wife. From the first day you married that woman. You know, one of the things, thank God I don't do a lot of marriage counseling because nobody leaves my counseling class and likes me. I don't dribble. I'm not uh, Maradona or Messi. I think I just take direct shots. I ask you the question, did they kidnap you and give you to your husband? You fell in love. The man, did they force you to marry the woman? He said, no, you fell in love. Fall again. Just fall again, I mean, fall again because all this, and he doesn't do this, and she does fall again and don't disturb me. Get out of my office. <laughs> Start dribbling like this, and you know, and she said, and they say, hold on. No, just fall again. Out of all the men that were in, in, uh, in Lagos, you went and said, Is this one you marry? Abby? Out of all the women that day, two of you went, they didn't bring you with rope, and you joined. You don't enter. You know, you just when you know you, you don't understand. When you get married, when you pray, Lord, let me enjoy this thing. At least thank God you're aware they cannot teach you that the, 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 your wife is not your wife. Who told you? It's your wife. <laughs> they didn't tell Job, in spite of all that Job's wife is not the wife. No, not not you. Enjoy you have entered. <laughs> Praise the Lord. How did I get there? So it's about the testimony. Let's round up Hebrews 10.35. It says, therefore, do not cast away your confidence. What is my confidence? That I know whom I believed. I know when I started this journey that God is good and he hasn't changed. The devil is wasting his time. Let's rise on our feet. We are more than conquerors. We are more than conquerors. We are more than conquerors. Not death, not life, not heights, not angels, not principalities, not nothing shall be able 
to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus we have made up our mind we are lost in these things we have entered hook line and sinker and our goal is to love him we will keep loving him we will keep loving him by his grace we will keep loving him it does not matter I want you to begin to tell him Lord I will not shift my confidence is in you when I started I considered it I knew that no man for a good man one may even dare to die but you commended your love for me that while I was yet a sinner guilty as charged as guilty as I should be you looked at me and judged me not guilty you took my punishment upon yourself you took the stripes that brought my wholeness you called me by name and you saved me washed me in the blood took me and recorded my name in the book of life why will i not follow you why will i follow a deceiver why will i listen to the voice of the liar why would i because of earthly discomfort and momentary difficulty turn my back on you oh lord my god you have been faithful through the ages past and i will follow you i will follow you i will follow you i will make my boast in you I will declare your faithfulness your loving kindness I will rise in the morning I will proclaim it in the noontime I will share your testimonies if I don't have a personal testimony I will tell them about your faithfulness to Joseph I'll tell them about your faithfulness to Ruth I'll tell them about your faithfulness to David I'll tell them about what you did for the saints of old and I will tell them wait and see what God will do in my life I'm a candidate for glory tell yourself I know whom I believe and I'm not considering the suggestions of the enemy I'm a believer in Jesus listen to me i'm not an investigator some people come to christianity as investigators i'm not an investigator i'm not a prospector i have settled it i have bought it i have surrendered my life to jesus his glory i pursue his glory i will look for oh lord you are my god forever 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 you will be my god you will be my god you will be my god Lord, I give you no condition because I will shortchange myself. You love me more than I could ever imagine and you have a plan for me. Your word says that you know the thoughts that you're thinking towards me. There are thoughts of good and not of evil. I may not understand what is going on, but I know who I believe. I know he's a good God. I know he's a faithful God. I know he's a dependable God. I know he's the God that Satan only goes to take permission from. I know you have the final say. Oh, Makato Saka Baba. Negala, open up your mouth and declare. The apostle Paul says that all trans may be given to me. That I may say what I should say. Tonight I want you to say what you should say. Listen to me church. When I say the things I say. I'm not saying God won't prosper. Billionaires will yet rise. But that's not the mission. The mission is to preach the gospel. Mighty things. Awesome things. That the world will see and marvel. That the world will hear and marvel. Men will be raised from here. That will sit amongst princes. That will make decisions. That will lead the nations. It shall yet happen. But that's not what we are looking for. We are looking for those that will shine as stars. Those that will shine forever. We are not looking for those that will ever turn back. We are looking for those who are like the righteous, the Bible tells us. Whose path is from glory to glory. From glory to glory. From glory to glory. Oh Lord my God, I bless you. I bless you. Lord, we worship you. 
we testify of your goodness of your faithfulness of your loving kindness you are good and you do good you are wonderful and you do mighty things we extol you we proclaim your majesty child of god judge god judge god yes i'm still single but i serve a good god i love him and he loves me what is your business in this matter i'm in love with jesus and he loves me oh yes i may still be indebted i may still have many questions unanswered i may still be i pray for healing and the healing hasn't manifested but he has healed my eternal disease will he not heal my temporary disease will he not take care of it he has delivered me from eternal damnation will he not solve my little little problems oh lord you are my god oh lord you are my god i will worship you forever 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 i want you to let the devil know that you're not considering him you're not considering him tell him like shadrach like meshach like abednego you're not being careful i look at my life they say sister they say brother they say daddy they say uncle how come this and this is this tell them i have confidence in jehovah i have confidence in my god i have hid my life in him i'm not taking it away i have run to him for salvation i'm not withdrawing i have none other he alone is my god he alone is my god he alone is my god i worship you 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 tell him you worship him tell him you worship him forever and ever let the heavens hear let hell hear let demons hear let them hear that these people are not considering him go back and find out go and make your report and see they've not shifted base you've been listening to a message by pastor ikenao keke of the father's church we are sure you've been blessed we invite you to worship with us at eden center banex guarimpa expressway near next kashinkari abuja for telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-1588404 you can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.org God bless you.